Welcome to Couch to Coach, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live on Mental Health Awareness Week. Mental Health Awareness Week. And we are here. What is Mental Health Awareness Week, Rob? So it's an awareness week for mental health. I think it's just, it gives a focus for people to think about their own mental health and listen out to what people are doing with their own mental health to improve their own mental health. Uh, and it's just, I think it's really important that we do focus on mental health. Because uh, physical health, you break a leg, you go to the hospital, you get it fixed. People know that. They go to a and yeah. sorted. Mental yeah. health... It has a massive impact on people's lives and some people don't know or won't know how to get help. So it's about raising awareness for people that are out there that are suffering with mental health troubles, maybe anxiety, maybe depression, maybe anything like bipolar or schizophrenia. It's just about raising awareness to say there's help out there. Yeah, I think it's... uh... It's something that people need to do more of, isn't it? Is talking about mental health, yeah. um, which is why we decided to put um, this episode uh, that you, we've got for you today and all the other episodes that you hopefully will hear uh, yeah. as the week progresses. Mental Health Awareness Week runs from the 15th to the 21st of May. It does. Um, and there's some great material on mentalhealth.org.uk um, if you want to find out more information about Mental Health Awareness Week. So first episode this week is Dave Morton, our main Dave. So let's have a listen to Dave. So we're here, Mental Health Awareness Week, on the 15th to the 21st of May, 2023. So this is episode one of a series of mental health awareness raising podcasts for the Couch to Coached running podcast. And we are here with myself. Obviously, and Ben. Obviously, I'm here. I'm here with myself. Did you? Just I'm say here that? with myself. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but we're also here with a friend to the show. He's been mentioned a few times. With a bit, bit, bit of banter, a bit of ribbing. <laughs> I'll, be for, I'll be looking forward to this one. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Arsenal fan, <laughs> Dave Morton. How you doing, Dave? Good. Good evening, both. You all right? You all right, gents? Yeah, we're good. All, we're good. All good. All good. All we, good. We are, all good. Happy to be here. We are. I mean, Rob's just mentioned it there. We're going to talk about it because we've talked about it on some of the past episodes. But we are we are recording this at the point where Man City have just overtaken Arsenal in the Premier League, haven't they? <laughs> I, I thought, I thought the, the rule was we weren't going to talk about that. Then. <laughs> we've got, we've got to mention it briefly. <laughs> We can, okay. we can either talk about the football or we could talk about your uh, appearance on the, the Strava leaderboard. We'll get those two points out of the way first. Okay, we'll talk about the football, yeah. yeah. Just, just for the listeners, I'm just trying to put a bit of context into it for you, so go on. Um, did, did, did you watch the football today and over the last few days? I have, but um, I'm not not really interested in it. It's Champions League is there, so that's um, not really. It's irrelevant now, isn't it? So <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll quickly move on before he starts giving me a ribbon about Villa never winning anything and not being in the Champions League. So, Dave, 
come on, why why are you here? Let's let's find out a little bit about you. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, for the, for the wider audience, uh, for those not on the obviously on the league, um, Dave Morton. Um, I know Ben from from my old on part of the um, the British Army, in particular the military police, um, and I've kind of served for the past twenty years. Um, I've, I've been to a variety of sort of places, locations, and that. Um, and I kind of met Ben through my, my current partner uh, Danny, um, who who they knew from from old, and um, in essence, we kind of. Yeah, we got on really well, didn't we? We we both well, got a sort of. You can say it. We're friends. We're friends. <laughs> we're friends. Yeah, we're friends. Um, and um, yeah, and it, it's it kind of uh, bringing it all kind of around. We 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 moved just down the road, uh, live, living in lovely Solihull, um, up the moors, as they say. Uh, and um, yeah, I, this podcast. I was an avid listener from the from the very start, from episode one. Um, and as being part of the, the military, I'm also part of our uh, diversity inclusion team. As for those not well uh, aware, it's um, we promote sort of awareness uh, around certain things. I mean, like the other month, we were promoting neurodiversity um, to, to the wider sort of military police community. Uh, last month uh, was Ramadan. Uh, promoting that, giving a bit of uh, spatial sort of uh, understanding and awareness, and and then coming up to um, mental health awareness week, um, I kind of wanted to to come on. I see, I saw this as a, a brilliant opportunity uh, to come on this sort of platform and and kind of talk about it and and give a bit of an insight from a, a military sort of perspective and and lived experiences. Absolutely, um, we've met once, Dave. We went to yep. watch Solly Moors versus Wrexham. Uh, we've uh, spoken over messages quite a few times. We've got a little WhatsApp group going, a bit of a, a bit of banter between an Arsenal fan, Man City fan, and an Aston Villa fan. Um, but yeah, it's it's really important. And I know, obviously, I work in mental health and mental health awareness week is, is our bread and butter. And it's about how we raise awareness. And I think it's really important that we do in every walk of life uh, because mental health is such a, a big thing that people, there's a stigma attached to it. People don't want yeah. to talk about it. Us three men, as we are, uh, we don't tend to talk about our emotions or our mental health, but I think it's really important that we do do it. So that's why we're focusing this this week, the 15th to the 21st, on Mental Health Awareness Week. So military police, interesting job. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very interesting. Um, I loved it. I've not always been military police. I was Royal Artillery uh, some 10 years ago and I transferred across. Um, but predominantly my, most of my career has been military police. But um, absolutely love it. Um, based down in Portsmouth. Uh, so I do a lot of a lot of driving, a lot of commuting uh, to and from home. Um, but but love the job, very active in, in the sort of job, what I do. Um, and absolutely love it, yeah. So, military police, being in the army, being in the armed forces, I can imagine you've got to be pretty fit. Tell us about that. Used to be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's check the let's check the leaderboard. I'm not doing. This. <laughs> um, yeah, no, exactly. So, um, to give a bit of sort of comparison, you have civilian police um, that you uh, are out and about doing their their general sort of policing roles, where it's a little bit different with the military police. Um, we can deploy 
um, at any sort of time, providing we're, we're fit and able to. Um, we can deploy overseas. We can work overseas, uh, as I did with uh, Afghanistan. But as part of that, you, you part of my role when I was in Afghanistan, I got attached to the infantry. As you imagine that, yeah, that's a lot of out on the ground, walking about, um, carrying a lot of kit. Yeah. So you have to have the, the required sort of training. You have to be fit enough firstly to go out and on, on the ground, but um, you have to be able to still fulfill your job while, while doing that. So um, there's something we have, um, it's like, kind of like a six-month beat-up beforehand, which involves a lot of physical training, being able to carry uh, a lot of weight, because um, the reality is we could you could get stuck out on the ground for, for days. You have to have enough sort of resources to uh, maintain. Afghanistan, you know, is a, a very hot country, so you carry a lot of water. Um, so it's, um, yeah, it's you have to be massively sort of maintaining your fitness. I, I mean, for the past 20 years, being in fitness is just a part of day and day of, of life. Um, so I've always kind of maintained that sort of fitness sort of element, but um, very much coming to my running in the past sort of couple of years. So. Oh, what's the, the uh, I know you said obviously you have to maintain your fitness. What's the level? What's the benchmark? Do they do they set a, a constant benchmark or are they saying that you have to be at a certain point? Because um, I'd be interested to see like how you keep yourself to that level. Yeah, so we've got um, we're, everything we kind of do is uh, continually sort of under review by um, physical trainers to kind of match the training to the job for what we need. Um, so there's something that's, uh, for instance, in my job role now that I have to complete every six months is called um, SCR, Soldiers Conditioning Review. Um, and there's certain elements within that that I have to kind of pass Um but in essence, it allows physical training instructors to assess uh, once I've done the test and not just myself, those within my unit, their sort of level of fitness, where's the sort of weak areas, uh, where's the the areas where they can improve to bring the fitness up. I mean, I'll give you an example. One of the, the tests is like uh, pull-ups, doing pull-ups. So it's to assess uh, upper body strength. So if, imagine if you've got quite a few people struggling on that they can focus the training around that to kind of build you up uh, through like a, a physical training program. So mm-hmm. um, it's a continuous sort of review. It has to be completed every six months. Um, and, and yeah, the training is kind of structured around that. How many pull-ups can you do, Dave? <laughs> Quite a few. I don't like to show off them. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. I've always struggled. I, I, I'm all right with them. But um, uh, yeah, they're one of those things you, you need to... They, you need a, a structured sort of program to be able to to kind of do them uh, properly. Uh, it's good watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always I always struggle because I think because I'm so tall, I can't really dangle that much on anywhere. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> Finding a bar high enough. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up a, like 17 stones worth of weight as well from with, with me, especially with these size feet as well. There's an extra 14 pounds on there. <laughs> I, was, I enjoyed watching Dave squirm then when I asked him how many pull-ups he can do. Thinking, <laughs> I was, I was going to have a bit of banter with him, but I can do about two pull-ups. I'm terrible at all. <laughs> I'm rubbish. I am. They are, but they're, they're one of those things. It's it's to do with form, um, build-up, yeah. work in the back, everything like that. But um, yeah, so to say like that, that that scenario where you've got people that are struggling with, with pull-ups, they'll, they'll focus training around working uh, the back, the shoulders, to build up the sort of muscle so people can pass these sort of tests with ease. Because the reality is with these SCRs passed to them, there could be something that happens, a conflict that happens overseas where there's going to be a requirement for us to 
pretty much go out the door straight away. So we always have to be kind of ready to go. Um, and so we have to maintain the fitness for that. It's probably one of the biggest things in the military. So are you given access to coaches that write you these programs if you're struggling with one particular area of the fitness let's say the pull-ups or if you're struggling with your running um do they designate you someone that writes programs and coaches you or what yeah so we have um physical training instructors within the military and, and they work within our sort of gymnasiums on camps but it, it's it's more sort of the the bulk sort of uh so the general sort of issues a reason being for that is because they kind of bring us together um a bit of cohesion a bit of unit sort of pt so working collectively um individual sort of training plans they, they can kind of do them um depends what people are struggling if they're so low but they try and capture the wider sort of audience to get that sort of cohesive sort of uh, stuff going on so well, let's talk about your running then so yeah that's... you just mentioned that you, you obviously have coaches and things like that for for, for your physical fitness what's yep. tell, tell us about your running and what got you interested in the running? Is it always something that you've been interested in and you just started doing it a bit more recently? So, so for me, I'm very much a big, I like, I like setting targets or challenges. I, I previously ran uh, the London Marathon, um, the Berlin Marathon, um, obviously over in Germany. Um, I set kind of targets for them and I'm, that's where I kind of caught the buzz uh, around it. Um, I really enjoyed it. That's what kind of got me hooked on it understanding the, the the mindset you need to be in for a marathon the conditioning the build up your sort of eating plan um i like them i like sort of targets and um i'll be honest your, your podcast kind of brought it out in me with the with the league as well um you kind of get the, itch. the competitive yeah the competitiveness yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. which no doubt we'll talk about that that very famous week um shortly <laughs> when the uh, <laughs> when I reached the top. Um, that famous, but, week. That famous yeah. week, I thought we'd lost you. I didn't think we'd get you on this episode. You have <laughs> since. Yeah, I, I, I weren't in the best way come the weekend, put it that way. But um, yeah, I think it's the competitiveness. Um, there's so much more to sort of running now. Um, the, the structure, understanding your um, uh, sort of uh, your your way of running um i think it's brilliant i think it's 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 brilliant to have those sort of targets and goals in your head that you want to achieve because you work towards that um that just that's just how it kind of works best for me um pb sort of wise and i am getting the itch to to do another marathon uh, oh, 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 oh oh we've been talking I am, about Manchester. and gone I, I am contemplating the reason being i've never got a sub four i've uh the, i don't know if you both of you know the route for the the Berlin Marathon. It's, it's, it's I think it's where the marathon record has record. been set because it, yeah, because it's the flattest sort of, and it's the supposed to be the easiest. But I think I think it's about four oh six, um, um, and I was guided because I looked and I was on time and 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 you're looking up and I hit the dreaded eighty mile point, um, yeah. kind of hit the wall and it just slowed me down. So I think consciously in my head that's always kind of been there i want to do another one to get that sort of sub four i, I mean, I mean amazing yeah, though, when, 
when, when people do runs like this, they always go, right, like you finished in 4.06. The natural mm. thing to do is to go, I want to do sub four. Like Rob's thing is always like, you've always gone, I want to do a sub two half. Yeah. And it's like everyone yeah. always goes like, what's the what's the closest hour mark? I want to get under that hour mark. It's yeah. like six minutes. It's like, I mean, you've got a really good time, four hours, six for a marathon. You're doing yeah. a really good marathon time, but that six minutes, it, it, it's a it's a lot, right? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a lot. Yeah, I think it was to do with the the racing off at the start, and then you get to sort of like the halfway point, and you're looking up at the clock, and you're thinking, "I'm going to smash this." And then yeah. through not being coached, probably to a degree, um, oh. burning out a little bit. Uh, I know a coach. I know a coach. <laughs> if you, if do, you know, do you know? A, do you know a coach, Rob? <laughs> I, I do. I, I do. Didn't know one back there. How <laughs> <laughs> well, did you um, train for it? That's what I want to know. Is like, I say it's a lot. So four oh six. For anyone that's listening to the show, they will be doing the same thing. They'll be setting the same expectation. But I always say to people that come to me uh, for coaching, you can actually take big chunks off if you haven't been training right in the past. So I think, you know, if you've done the standard thing, which most people do, and that's just put on some trainers and go and run every now and then, I think you could actually go quite far under four hours. It's You've got a really good base of fitness, though, from being in the military. So it'd be interesting to see, like, how you've trained for it and, and how you would train if you did another one. What differences would you make, do you think? You learn. I think you learn as a runner from from every sort of – you'll learn from every race that you, you've kind of done where you can improve. I mean, back there, um, I just – there was no structure. I didn't have the right trainers. I wasn't changing them out. I think I had the same trainers for like three years. Um I, I didn't get um, I didn't do much beat up sort of training I think I had like two big runs um, before doing it and, and that was my mindset it was like yeah uh, meal prep before before the marathon it, um, it was pretty bad I um, I did struggle um, going through it but um, yeah I think you learn from those sort of things and I think in, in, in the back of your mind you kind of want to you want to you want to do better you want to from what you learn you want to get a better time and, and, and that um but um yeah i i think probably one of the driving factors around it i was really keen while i was in germany because i don't know if you know the actual course but you come through the brandenburg gate at the end mm-hmm. it's amazing but um at the time i was raising money for for charity so i was doing the abf the army Blevelop fund i was raising money for them i think raised just over three and a half thousand um for them it was brilliant so i think that they give you sort of driving motivations as well because you're running on behalf of them you had the the vest and everything um and for the london as well i done it for the abf um and they're your sort of driving sort of factors. I, I mean, both of you have run marathons. Um, the occasion kind of takes you over as well, doesn't it? It's, Absolutely. Um, it does. Yeah, massively. Um, With London especially, I think, well, obviously London's the only one I've run, but... It's the it's the energy that people generate from with you and all the ch- people shouting on the sides. We've obviously just had London and watching it on, on even on television. You get that adrenaline buzz. You get that buzz when you were running before. So you've done two yeah. of the big six then. Yeah, I'd, and, and I'd love to do another one. Um, I I think probably one of the big things I learned from the Germany one, I I used to listen to music. I don't know if either you listen to music when you're, you're doing your marathon. We listen to podcasts. <laughs> what, what, what's music? We don't know what music is. We listen to podcasts and we listen to one podcast only. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I found myself at the Berlin one listening to music and, and you 
kind of didn't take in the the the, the audience, the people on the streets, uh, yeah. the the occasion, and I kind of learned from that for the London one, and it kind of inspired you. And it's it's nice hearing people people handing out sweets and yeah. and all that sort of stuff. The the occasion is absolutely. I, I got quite emotional at the start uh, of the the running line. Um, I think Anne and Deck were like about six hundred meters down doing the the old staff gun, but the the occasion kind of takes you over. The, don't it? And I, I kind of want that buzz again. Right? Um, Did you just say you got emotional because you saw Anton Deck? <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll, 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 we'll go back and replay that. No, <laughs> to the line. Um, no, I found it um, just a whole sort of occasion. I think you start then thinking about family. You think about like your build up and yeah. and where you are, and it's all coming down to that sort of moment, isn't it? And it's, um, I think it's an amazing thing. And I think. Anyone who they've got the uh, the opportunity to try or even attempt one, if, even if you don't pass one or or that, but you attempt one, I, I think it's just a an amazing experience. I think the amazing thing is that like we've all done um, a marathon, London for charity, and I think it's it's one of those things. If you use something like a fundraising event as a driving motivator into getting into uh, either doing something like that full stop, so first marathon or just starting running, um, it's a really you know worthy cause that you've you've raised money for. Like Rob when he did his London Marathon for Parkinson's UK, yeah. um, I think if you can have anything there, if you're thinking to yourself, should I do it? Get get something like a charity behind you, and it really does push you on a little bit further, don't it? Yeah, yeah. Here's a question: if you if you if you do another one, would you do it for charity this time, or would you be uh, would you be more focused in doing it for yourself? It, it, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, just to take mm. some of the pressure off, because I think we can all say that whilst you're raising money for charity, it does take away from the training a little bit as well. Yeah um yeah i definitely consider i i I felt it really rewarding as you know it's quite hard to get places for marathons um the bidding sort of process everyone wants to be part of it and um a lot of time the easiest route in is for a charity i mean when i when i'd done the berlin marathon i was based over in germany um and it was luckily going for a military sort of charity that kind of got me in the door uh, per se um so I'd, I'd, I'd consider both but i i, I completely get that how it kind of takes it away it's just i suppose it's how how you structure it how do you build it up um and how you sort of plan but um yeah yeah i'd, I'd definitely consider both sort of options and that rob well do you reckon we could get we could get dave in and the uh manchester marathon couch to coach relay team yeah, well, we've got, we've got we some competition in there. <laughs> have you heard, we've been oh. talking about it a couple of weeks ago? I, I did it, yeah. It sounds unreal, that team. You'll be breaking <laughs> records with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're just we're building a shortlist at the moment, so we'll pop you on the shortlist. Um, we'll uh, we'll telephone interview in a couple of months' time and see how you get on. <laughs> now, now, I feel like there's pressure now that I'm going to have to be running <laughs> yeah. every day. I'm going to have to knock out 100k be, a be, week or so. You'll be back at top of the Strava leaderboard if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you've you've done a good bit of running then you were gonna you were just about to tell us about your pbs have you got have you got them on the top of your head because it's something we ask all of our guests when they come on to the show have you got your pbs you, with marathon 406 406 yeah i know i think I, I probably would love to get into um you know the old park runs i've never done a park run 
which yeah, uh, was mad. I know. Um, I, I I go out running. You know, I've got that that dog Rolo, a little chocolate lab, mm. who's kind of my inspiration at the moment to go out running because it kills two birds with one stone. But I've never done a park run. Um, I, I average like about 10, 12K on a run, unless I get lost, and it's usually about 16, 17, because <laughs> I don't know the area. So that week um, the leaderboard. <laughs> yeah, that week, uh, yeah, I seem to go out every sort of break and time and lunchtime. And, yeah. Was that you running, getting lost, sitting down for 20, 30 minutes, and then running, getting lost again? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah, taking my work laptop with me, like running <laughs> and then working. Well, from afar, but, um, I can't believe No, I don't really have any people. Maybe that's something I need to kind of look at for the build-up for sort of marathon. I know it's They've never done a race distance, like but... a half marathon race, 10K race? No. Oh, we did a Sully All. Sully All, we did that together. Well, I'd say together. Yeah, We went there together. We did it. <laughs> we went there together. Ben very much left me on the start line. Um, <laughs> and right. I did actually try and keep up with Ben. I kept him as marker, I think, for about 25 metres. And then he was gone. <laughs> oh, so, um, no, that was brilliant. And uh, that was also the, the, the 10K that Ben told me. It's very flat. It's um, is yeah. You'll get a decent time, and then uh, staring up at um, heartbreak hill, um, pretty much yeah. going up to that. That was I found that quite hard. On it was on a scorcher point. as well, weren't it? An yeah. absolute scorcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, maybe maybe that should be on my list to kind of build up. And if we're doing a marathon, sort of down the road, um, mm. yeah, I kind of probably need to build that up. Just a casual runner, um, probably you'd, you'd say. <laughs> Go on. Go for mental health awareness week. Mm. Uh, we've talked about running. Uh, how does running impact on your mental health? And talk. Let's talk about your mental health. If, you, if you're happy to do that, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, one of the the other sort of reasons was coming on the podcast. Um, I probably wouldn't have come out and and really spoken about this before. I had um, uh, experienced a bit of burnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mental sort of exhaustion uh, through work, and and this was during the sort of COVID times. You know, when everyone's kind of working from home, um, working on their laptops. Um, I was very much new um, in in a job role, um, what I was taking on. Um, so I was away from senior management, working from home, and in essence, I kind of the job overtook me overtook my sort of my life with the family sort of wise overtook my fitness uh, and everything like that I found myself kind of working from like I'd get up at six in the morning um log on um and then I wouldn't finish till like eight nine at night um go to bed and then uh, I knew it was kind of bad for me when um I'd laying in bed at midnight and it may sound weird coming out of this. I couldn't wait for it to get to like six, seven o'clock so I could get up in the morning again because I had work to do. And yeah. um, in essence, I just let it pile on. So the the kind of knock-on effect for that for me um, was just by not saying no, taking on too much. So during those sort of COVID times when you're away from the colleagues, trying to impress, trying to do too much, yeah. in essence, I, I ended up, going the opposite way and, and burning myself completely out and, and and not making mistakes but but struggling and um I massively struggled I stopped doing um my fitness so you know what we talked about earlier with the um the fitness sort of PT schedules when when 
obviously COVID hit, everyone was, a lot of people working from home on their laptops. So it, it was down to yourself to do your own fitness. You had that sort of time where you couldn't even go out um, as such. So you were doing your own sort of fitness. So work kind of took over my life and it took over my my personal sort of life over partner now Danny and um it just wasn't nice in essence I was sat in front of a computer and it was kind of like the matrix that was coming down on the screen you know all the numbers when they come on the screen it just wasn't making sense uh and it kind of it got to a point where um and I'm, I'm so lucky I'm so grateful to have a um Danny um I just oh, I just I just burst out I just I just said I, I don't know what I'm doing I'm struggling and 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 lo and behold so lucky for me I had her to, to kind of reach out and then reach back to me unit and say look he won't say it but he is really struggling uh, with work and and thankfully once my management knew and all that because I kept it away from them because I didn't want it to see as a week I'm struggling and that sort of stuff um they were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant. They were really supportive. Um, and it just kind of put it into context. And uh, I, I kind of had a, I then put in leave away from the military. Um, I had a couple of weeks and that's where I kind of, my running came back into it. How my sort of passion for running again, um, I kind of, bearing in mind, I'd done those marathons before and done all that sort of fizz. I, I really kind of fell in love with it again getting out of the house closing the laptop down not working um or working sort of uh in a, in a structured sort of format but um it was one of those sort of uh, probably the darkest sort of time then bear in mind i've served over in like afghan um yeah. worked out like on the front line where it's um where you've got um lots of sort of bad sort of stuff going on this was probably like my my worst sort of moment that i think the the biggest part was my my daughter um esme was around and she was on on leave and i was sat in front of a computer and i should have been off um and it was through it wasn't through anyone's fault but but my own self-induced sort of pressure but i found myself sat there working and and she was off on her holidays and putting it in sort of perspective that should have been time with her and yeah. and 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 thankfully danny kind of reached in and 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 very much helped me and i'm really lucky like on that sort of front mm. so yeah. um so it's a big thing so although I, I say as well at the start i'm part of the uh dni sort of team and and, and I, it, it does really hit home personally to me yeah. um one thing i was going to ask you two chaps could you imagine having this conversation 10 15 sort of years ago and then I said it earlier. I think I think as men, we are seen as this. We need to get on with it and just put on it, put on a brave face. <clears throat> but it is quite a commonplace that people, not just men, but people in general, feel the pressure to impress, to keep going, and they don't sit back and think to themselves, "What am I actually doing here? I'm not. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm doing all this work, but it, what what effect is it actually having on me mentally?" And I think. Mm you're speaking to your managers and speaking to loved ones. Cause I've been in a similar situation when I, when I started a new job, I was there to impress. I was there all the hours, every hour that God sent, I was there trying to get it done. And when I was at home, I was on the computer. And it was only when I went on a, on a holiday with me, all my family that I realized that it was having a massive impact on my personal life and work life, personal life. They do intertwine quite a lot. They do intertwine because you've got friends outside of work that are at work with and all, all sorts of different things. And I think it's really important to recognize that 
work is important, but mentally being mentally well is more important because if you're not mentally well, you can't work, if that makes sense. Yeah. And absolutely, yeah, I, think yeah. you're, I think you're right. With 10, 15, 20 years ago, I can't imagine. Obviously, we wouldn't have had podcasts 20 years ago. And if they were, obviously, this would be the podcast to listen to still. But 20 <laughs> years ago, you're going to have three men sitting in a room talking about mental health. It wouldn't have been, it would never have been heard of. Never heard of. No. I mean, I think one of the things that you've touched on it, Dave, in terms of probably one of the causes of that, it was COVID. Because um, yeah. working from home, um, majority of people have experience working from home now. Um, and I think what it does is, I mean, I'm sitting in this room, this is my office or was my office at the time during COVID. The girls and, and Rach would be downstairs, like off because nurseries were closed and uh, one of us had to be looking after the kids. Um, so I'd be up here working and you feel like you're missing out on family life and but you know you're supposed to be at work and you sort of start sort of feeling the pressure of work resenting work to some extent because you feel like you're missing out on family um but then to the other aspects as you said there you know putting more work in than maybe what was needed because you know you should have been on leave you don't really get a set work time so for me office job at the time was nine five but i had that 15 to 20 minutes where you know i might be jump in the car and drive to work or yeah. i used to run to work and, and have that routine but you find yourself just now created in creating your own working hours almost yeah. extending yeah. them and yeah. and that's not good for mental health because you do need that downtime that break so did, did you find a routine with your running uh that 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 allowed you to get a break or was it the help and the talking to people that was the breakthrough with with dealing with your own mental health so initially it was the obviously the climax of uh, danny kind of witness it and me reaching out asking for help was the initial sort of phase but i stopped running before that and i think you said it on a couple of podcasts uh, episodes before about you feel guilty if you don't go out running yeah like this in your head if you haven't been out for a couple of days it's in your mind and it's like there is a sense of once you've gone out and done a 10 or 12 or whatever you've done you, you feel you feel happy didn't you because it's like yeah. well, i've done the fizz I, I know i can or whatever i can go and have a McDonald's or whatever without feeling guilty um there was an element of that but i stopped doing that and it i became miserable i just i don't think i was nice to be around oh, i definitely wasn't nice to be around uh, danny i never prioritized I, in essence i prioritized work over my sort of family life but i didn't tell did anyone did you did you stop running because of work do you think or did you stop running as a result of something else and then because you weren't getting that routine of you running it all became quite pressurized or or what no i i think i prioritized work over running and i thought if i go out running for an hour say at lunch when i could be working that's an extra hour but in essence i didn't stop and say i need to stop i need that break because the work sort of suffered so um yeah i just stopped it i I looked at it as an opportunity i looked at it makeup time my running time was my makeup time for work when in reality when you when you step back and and you look in hindsight i didn't need to do that i was already head with work and and that sort of stuff but yeah i just became miserable it was it was like working weekends not telling people about it and 
such a hard sort of learning experience because I think as COVID times, I think everyone kind of got that sort of element. And I mean, it went down to you go out for one run a week or or something like that, didn't it? At one point, um, so it was a, it's quite hard on that sort of front. But um, yeah, I um, the the big sort of epiphany. I always remember the run um, post that when I come out and then Danny kind of reached out to my unit that first run out it was um it was like about just over a 10k run but I felt so good at the end of it it was just that relief I didn't have any music I had um just my my phone and uh, and that and I was recording um my sort of distance but I that's when I kind of knew well I need to get back into this running I need to have that sort of that happy sort of life balance <laughs> Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. I mean, I didn't even tell my um, my mum and dad about it, and I'm quite close with my mum and dad on that sort of side, and I didn't even feel I could confide in them, and it was, I didn't want Danny confiding in anyone else, Danny could see, and it, it must have been horrible sort of being around that sort of, uh, the way I was on that sort of, in that sort of stage of my life. Um, but I find it's the biggest thing is is talking about it, and yeah. although that that might that might have been a, a massively sort of impactful uh, part of my life, I try to take the the positives away from that. So like being in management, sort of now looking looking after people like within my teams, I, I look out for those sort of signs and that. And the Couch to Coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We're two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Couch to Coached over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coached. Okay, so the, the obviously I went out for the the ten k run, um, which was a big sort of uh, thing for me. That first sort of run, getting out the door, um, getting the trainers back on, du- getting the dust off the trainers, and getting out there. Um, what trainers were you wearing at the time? I'm always interested in this. I think we had a conversation about Hoka Clifton's, didn't we, at one point? Yeah. So um, no, I don't think they were Hoka. I don't think they were anything great. I think they were Asics sort of ones I can't remember what they were but um Asics by the way if you are listening they are great trainers <laughs> Dave is they are yeah we, yeah we love them. Dave, we Dave all the love guest them. is nothing to do with Couch to Coach podcast <laughs> but if you want if you, if you want to sponsor the podcast Asics yeah if you want to sponsor the podcast Asics we are really really open for, for sponsors as, as we've been banging on about as, as are the armed forces if the armed forces want to sponsor this podcast I'm more than happy for you to sponsor us <laughs> that's why we're doing no, this we're very good <laughs> they were very comfortable they were they were my sort of fa- favorite sort of trainers for, for quite a while but i had them for quite a while so they were quite worn down but um go on so no, how did that room make you feel go on we interrupted yeah no we, it, it, meaning it you <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned the word trainers i can't know i can't go past trainers <laughs> no i felt um it was brilliant because um it was a <laughs> It's almost picturesque. It was the the sun was out. It was lovely. Um, it was nice. It was warm, and 
just that, just getting out away from the computer, away from the laptop, um, away from everything. They obviously didn't listen to, to any music, just had my, my phone like measuring the sort of distance. But um, it was just a relief. I think it was just like more of a relief that I'm not picking up the headset, answering calls, or I'm not writing up a, a, another sort of document. It was like, it was a way I, I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't use that sort of material at the moment. Um, I'm out running. That, that's where I kind of am. And it was just so nice. It just felt so nice. I, I had a massive grin when I come through the door. It didn't look look too great because I had sweat and snot coming out of my nose and uh, from not running for so long. But um, Well, you weren't running it, truly easy. You were running really, no, no. And I, and I think <laughs> Danny too could fast. sense it. <laughs> and, and I think Danny could sense it as well. Like the, um, It was a kind of a relief for me and it was probably hit home. Um, that there is more to sort of life than than work. I'm going to have to interrupt you there, Dave. I was listening to what you were saying, but Rob stuck his stuck his leg up in the air. For those that for, for those that are listening to the show, Rob did you talk to half today, and I think he's got cramp mid. Just to spoil the illusion, guys, we aren't actually shooting this in May the 15th. We're doing this on Sunday the 30th of April, of April and I've just run off uh, the half marathon and just got cramp. And he's got cramp. <laughs> it's good, oh, Dave. Crap. You were talking about how you were, how it makes you feel really good and then all of a sudden I've got a twinge in my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I got as well after that first 10 yeah. days of being off running for so long. And it is it, running, and I, and I know we talk about running because it's a running podcast, but I think being at one with nature by running being out in the sunshine being out with the birds that are singing listening to the the birds seeing the cows seeing the sheep i'm not sure if it's what it's like around by you guys but that's what we do down by the canal it's none of that it's none of that (laughs) (laughs) but being one with nature is really important i think we talk about like i say it's an easy it's an easy exercise to do you just stick your trainers on and you just run and i think that's the most important thing is the benefits that you get out of running is what's most important. I know we talk about PBs, I know we talk about times and we talk about races and we talk about what we've done on the race and who came first, second, third. But having that time, even if you aren't running very fast, even if you're running slow or walking, getting out and about is really important. And I think that what helps improves people's mental health. Yeah. So the running helped. Was there any anything else that helped? Did the military help in any way? Yeah, so the the military is um is brilliant like, with support on that sort of side of it. Um, we every unit has um has a welfare sort of department um that um they facilitate if you have like family, personal sort of issues that you can confide in. Um, my partner obviously confided in the my unit sort of welfare on on my behalf because I, I was very much in denial at that. That sort of point I uh, didn't want to admit I was struggling and um they were absolutely brilliant and and in essence it was like take time off work there is what we've kind of spoken about the the mindset was there's more to work than uh that there's more to life than work you yeah. you need to get out there if, if it's a happy home life it's a happy work life as such and um and they were brilliant with support um I got calls most days just checking up see how we are I think that's one of the biggest sort of things is is talking i mean i didn't even tell my um my mom and dad about it and i'm quite close with my mom and dad on that sort of side and i didn't even feel i could confide in them and it was i didn't want danny confiding in anyone else danny could see and it it must have been horrible sort of being around that sort of uh, the way i was on that sort of in that sort of stage of my life um 
but I find it's the biggest thing is is talking about it. And yeah. although that that might that might have been a a massively sort of impactful uh, part of my life, I try to take the the positives away from that. So like being in management, sort of now looking looking after people like within my teams, I, I look out for those sort of signs and that. And we do have scenarios where um, in a policing sort of role, you, you need to stay and you work a little bit longer because crime doesn't happen nine to five you know what i mean it's not convenient on that it may be out of hours but we try and facilitate and accommodate that but when you get people staying behind wanting to stay routine behind i'm very much a big advocate no let's get out the door even if it's going out for a walk getting away from your desk getting away from that going home if it's not life or death it it can wait till the morning you don't need to stay till six seven uh and that sort of stuff so I'm very much a big advocate of that. I'm 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 big advocate of um like sort of team cohesive sort of events, um, which we've run um quite a few. Um and just and just getting away from the office, I think it's so so important. I, I think you'll you agree, gents, like the way the, the world is now, um, there's even an element it's uh, uh, people working from home still. I think yep. it's quite actively encouraged by by bosses um, because it cuts down on costings and office space, all that sort of stuff, heating, electricity, uh, convenience. Um, so more than anything, I think we need to be more village, uh, vigilant uh, on these sort of stuff uh, and talk about it. Uh, like, like we said before, 10, 15 years ago, no one would have spoken about this. No one would have come out and and spoke. I, I, to this day, I have people who struggle with this sort of side. Um, people just don't talk, never used to talk about it. It's very taboo. But I think you've got a platform here that you can kind of reach out and even if it reaches out to only one person to go, actually, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I'm kind of going down that path, uh, and they change their ways. The difficult thing is as well, I think people obviously don't always want to talk about it. Um, and it's very difficult. I mean, I came onto the podcast a few weeks back and before we started recording, I was going for a really stressful time. And I think one of the big things that helped me was Rob actually, before we, we, we started recording, we have a bit of a chat every week. And it yeah. just, it, it's somebody actually asking if you're okay mm. is a big thing. So I think it's good to talk if you're listening to this and you've got, you know, stresses, worries, concerns that you think your mental health is, 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 you know, um, you're struggling with it. But I think the other thing to, if you're listening to this and you think that you know someone that might be struggling, I think you should reach out and ask them. Like, it's that thing, isn't it? Like, send someone a message. If you haven't spoken to them for a long time, why haven't you spoke to them? Because you could easily just jump on the backs and go, well, you know, I've forget that person. I've, I've fallen out of touch with them. But they might be going through a difficult patch. And I think we don't, we don't actually ask people enough if they're okay. No, and go out for a run. <laughs> and go, we, out yeah, for a run. go out for a run. Yeah. I think. I think. Don't have to do a, a, a very a very far run, but you could just say to him, right? I, I just fancy going out for a quick fifteen minute run or a quick fifteen minute walk, or let's have a wander around the lake or wander yeah, around down by the canal. Have a coffee after let's have a something. catch up. Yeah, I think it's re- it is really important. And being a mental health nurse myself, like I can. 
I'm not. I'm not saying that I, I could pick up and I can. I've got like a radar where I can pick up on people if they're having problems with the mental health. But you yeah. can pick up on little signs about how they're normally not, how they are normally, and how they're yeah. portraying now, and not hiding things, but not telling you things, and the way that they look in the face, and the way that the the, the 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 brow starts to furrow. It's really, it's a really intuitive thing, but it's really important that we do do the talking because if we yeah. don't talk people don't know what's going on with people and we always ask the question how are you today yeah i'm okay that's a normal scenario that's a normal question normal answer but we don't actually say what how are you really how re- yeah. how are you today really uh, so but if you think about it when you ask someone and they say i'm okay does that mean that they're half okay mm-hmm. and they're half struggling or and it's it's like i've got a question for you though uh in your job as a uh, uh, very much under the NHS sort of radar. How have you experienced this with the um, people working from home? Has it has, has there been an increase in sort of awareness around mental health? I, I would say there has. There has been an increase in awareness of mental health. But I think, like you say, it's um, it's run like a business. The NHS. It's, it's looking at how we can cut funding, not cut funding, but cut the, the costs of things. So cut the cost of buildings, for example. I used to have an office. I don't have an office anymore. I work from home a lot, and I think you touched you touched on something earlier, which hit the nail on the head. Really, that when you're working from home, you haven't got a home and a work life. You it's all mixed into each other. You know, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. Got, another, I've got 15 minutes. So what can I do? I could go out for a run, or ask them. I've got this email to send, or I've got this report that needs finishing off, or I've got this this meeting that I need to set up. And I think it's really working from home as much as it's good for people's mental health as well, because they have got that ability to okay, then I'll take the dog out for a walk at break time rather than having to go out or, and sit in a canteen at lunchtime. You can take the dog out for a walk or they can do housework in between meetings if they want to. So they've got things to catch up on. So they want to do a bit of washing. They can stick that in and that makes them feel better. I think having that ability to separate work and life is really important. And the well-being we had Rich on a couple of weeks ago talking about the well-being team that he works with and what they're providing staff counselling and it's about making sure that staff people are aware that there are people out there within your work um circle that will talk to you and and, and advise you and obviously if you if you're really struggling with your mental health the gp is always there but i think the most important thing is talking to people talking to your loved ones talking to your your, your mom your dad your, your partner um and just say you're struggling because that yeah. starts the ball rolling and I think it's yeah. really important because people don't want to because they've got this blackness. They describe a blackness coming over. You can't see anything in front of you because of this blackness and the matrix, like you were saying, coming down. To break out of that blackness, you need to start talking to people. Uh, and this is an old cliche, talking therapy works. It really does. It really does. And they don't have to have a, a degree or a diploma in mental health nursing or psychology or anything like that just getting it off your chest. And some people are scared of doing that because they don't want to yeah. burden other people with their worries. But mm. trust me, people that love you, people that want to care for you, they will listen and they will advise. Sometimes advice isn't the best, must admit. Sometimes you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to do that. But it's just that talking and getting it out there that really, really helps. Yeah. I imagine, I know, just go back to you, Ben, what you were saying before when you obviously confided in Robin from the other week and that did it feel like a, a sense of relief like just 
off your shoulders, like just talking about it rather than. Yeah, I think it. It always. It's always been one of those. I'm. I'm quite comfortable talking to people. I think that's because of the job I've done with um, working in debt advice and and the background of giving people advice about their debt problems and mental health and trying to get that information out of people. I'm used to having those difficult conversations and I think um, I'm quite lucky because not everybody is in that position to be able to be quite comfortable about talking about my emotion. It doesn't mean to say that I always do it. I think sometimes you have to wait for the opportunity. And when we came on to the recording and Rob asked how I was, I think one of the things that it's very good to do is if 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 you ask someone a question and it's like how are you today or how are you doing and you get a common answer don't you yeah i'm all right or most people go to a default of i'm tired yeah. i'm just tired and <laughs> and everyone just skates past that oh, i'm tired i think the, the important thing to do is to go well, why are you tired or what is yeah. it because then you get that extra bit of information and actually i think it was really good when me and rob had a chat i can't remember the exact chat but it it was just it didn't feel like I was unloading anything. It just felt like we were having a conversation. Mm. Um, you know, two friends having a conversation about anything. And me and Rob speak to each other most days now through WhatsApp and stuff, which is um again really good. Um, because I feel like I've got somebody that I can open up about and I hope Rob feels the same likewise. And I think that's a connection that you make with people. Um, once you've done it once, I think it's quite easy. So now the answer to your question is it felt good to get yeah. that initial unloading, but it feels even better to know that I have got somebody that I can talk to in the future if I ever feel like it's going that way again. Um, and I think that's the big thing. You obviously went through your struggles and Danny helped you out. And I think now that probably knocks that wall down that if you feel like you're getting into that point again, you can reach out and it should be easier to reach out. And that's yeah. the, that's what I got from that really was, wasn't that initial conversation. It was the future knowing that I could go there again if I needed to. And I think it's really, it's, it's really important to, to, to acknowledge that you were in a, in a, a, a bad troubled place because you, that shows where you've come from. Yeah. I think if you don't acknowledge that and you think to yourself, well, nothing's happened or I'm okay still. And you might not even be through that period. Because uh, I can look back on the, the situation I was in probably about seven or eight years ago. And that made me a better person uh, mm. to, to recognize the struggles that I go through. And we're not, we're all human beings. We're not all, we're not superheroes. We all go through troubles. I work in mental health and I see it on a daily basis you'd think I could recognize it for myself, but I didn't at that time, but now I can. And I think that's what we need to do is acknowledge that it was a bad time, but we've got through that. How did we get through it? Because then if that happens again in the future, you've got them tools to use by talking to people, going out for a run, yeah. um, medication, if medication helps when you go to the doctors, uh, you've got them tools that you can use again in the future. Yeah, and I think I think we were brushing on earlier, like uh, being in that position, then you become like managers of, of people. It's mm. going through those sort of troubled times makes you learn the kind of hard way, but you can then impart that sort of knowledge and experience to to look after those people that 
that you've got under your sort of control and command and that. So um, I, I, I'm a big sort of thing for it, for kind of looking out for that now. And like I was saying earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm so big about getting people out of the office, um, away from the, the laptops, because it, you can get into that spiral sort of state of, yeah, just fixated. And there are pe- there are people out there that are specially trained to to, to help people, and we've, we're going to put some links in. I know that Dave's we, I don't know if Dave used any of these people in the past, but we've got mental health support for the armed forces. We've got, we'll put a link on for there. We've got combat stress and rethink together. All we've got obviously the Samaritans mind. Uh, we'll yeah. put all them links onto the bio for for people that if if you are struggling with mental health. Um, uh, mental health troubles you can reach out to them people and i think it's really important that we do talk and i i, I say this to everybody <clears throat> if anybody ever wants to have a chat with me more than happy to have a chat that might open the floodgates which is absolutely fine uh, but if anybody has got any you know, any burning desire to, to talk to me I'm, I'm always there to support anybody that i can support obviously if i feel like i need to to, to sign posters somewhere else that will happen but um, I think it's really important that we do have that channel and we have that support there. Absolutely. So bringing it back to running. Yeah. What's your next target then, Dave? I don't know. When is the um, Manchester Marathon? When's that? Your next April. Next April. He's he's looking at it seriously. I I saw him sit up. He sat up really sharp. (laughs) I know. He's not very proud. I I'm think thinking about it. it. I, I'm still in the process of thinking about it. A London Marathon got me juices flowing a little bit more. Me, me excitement juices flowing a little bit more. So maybe I might be up for it as well with you. Did you mention I, it to Laura? If you could get it in, you think? I haven't mentioned it again. <laughs> well, I did mention it, but it's my birthday soon, so I might mention to it. Well, if you, if you're struggling for a present, <laughs> you know, that's a really good present. You could buy me entry entry for Manchester Marathon, and then technically it's her idea. So I'm, got to I'm more likely to buy Dave a birthday present of an ultra marathon. That's an idea. I was going to say, does anyone know the Manchester route? Is it um, is it just one big circuit, or is it? Is no, it's it in Manchester. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's Manchester. <laughs> I think you go past Old Trafford. That's all I know. I don't think you go past the Etihad because. Uh, I was going to say, I'm happy to do it if we're all doing it. I think we as should. long as it's not the same route because I can't live with Ben lapping me, tapping me on the shoulder as he runs past. <laughs> I just, I don't think I well, can live with that. Well, I've, I, I am, I'm sort of looking at a marathon. I said it in the previous episode. I've, I've got one. So Rachel, um, my wife for the listeners, she's basically been injured for the last, uh, what is it now? Probably since we had our second daughter. So we're, we're coming up to two years, over two years, she's been injured. And she's basically said to me, if she gets to the point where she's on the mend and she can get into a 10K, like she can't run at the moment. So it'd be really hard to for her to watch me train for a marathon. If she said she gets to that point, and I'm, I'm saying it because it's now out there, it's official, it's out, <laughs> the public know it, um, <laughs> then I can get a marathon on. So Manchester might be a shout. We could all meet up for Manchester. I think, yeah. yeah. You'll have to you wait feel? for me at the end. We need, well, I don't know. It's a long time. We could. What, what's the term? You give someone a, a, a beating or something, Dave. What was it they do? You put them on a what's it with beat, the up, beat up? Did beat you up. Say? Beat up training. Yeah. I'll put. I'll not put you beating, on a strict. But definitely not a beating, Ben. <laughs> I'll put Rob on a, a strict beat up, and then we'll we'll stick yeah. him into training. I think we could yeah. be on it. Huh? Manchester Marathon. 
I I, I'm up for it. Job. I'm up for it. We have there's a I don't know when when the entries close. I know we missed this, the, the the reduced rate, but I'm sure they'll be still open, so we could sign up. Can you cannot can you not throw the podcast name out and about and say look we're happy to come and uh, run it for you? Well, we're getting I mean, bigger. We are getting bigger. So by that point, we might be like number one I'm, in the UK. I mean, here's something for you. We're we're in Mental Health Awareness Week. If let's put it out there, if we can all get three places, and they're not for charity, we'll do it for a mental health charity. How about yeah, that? Yeah, so yeah. I think that's we'll raise shout. we'll raise money collectively. Yeah, that's a good yeah, shout. That's, that's a good shout. I quite like that. Yeah. Yeah. All we'll right. Do we'll it. do that. We'll do it. We have to. We just have to get Rachel fixed. We have to keep it away from Laura, so Rob's allowed to do it. And we'll, There's a lot we'll of work. cocks in this wheel, isn't there? there. Yeah. I thought I was only coming on for chat. I didn't think I was planning my next year. Sort of, but... <laughs> well, thank you for coming, Dave, but you're also signing up for a marathon. Signed <laughs> up for a marathon, yeah. Okay, that's good. And um, I think you've got to have another target of getting down to a park run, Dave. That's that's. Um, I know that's criminal. Quite, um, that is. That is quite criminal, and it not not actually ever doing one. Um, My yeah, favourite could... park runs just around the corner from you, Bruton Park in Sodiol. It's oh. a cracker, an absolute cracker. And I changed my running routes that you'll probably see on my my, my running sort of routes, but um, I go around Bruton Park quite a bit. I just probably just need to commit, don't I, and to that, the old park runs? I'm not I'm not lying to you this time. That is a really good fast park run. It's a cracker. It really is. I'll we'll have to get you signed up for a North Stash Road Racers Association race as well. We'll have to get North you Stash Road North Stash Road Runners. We'll have to get you sorted out one of them races. Is 10Ks, 5Ks, 5 milers. We'll get you one of them. I definitely well. love the 10K. God, I'm, I'm committing to all this, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have Ken Rushton on in a few weeks and he'll yeah, Dave yeah. signed up. We've got yeah. to ask you the question though, Dave, because yeah. you are a listener of the show. You yeah. are a keen listener. Question that we ask all the listeners, uh, the guests that come on. Group F, is Rob getting promoted? I think so with your training programs, Ben. I think it'll, it'll fly through that group. I want to fly. Trust me, I'm not flying. I'm running your talks through after today. I think I think this isn't confirmed yet, but I think I've come sixth in my group. There was there's some good competition in my group. But that's really good when you think like that the runners yeah. in there and all that. Yeah, they are they are very fast. Some of them. Some of them, I did it in two hours four today, and these guys doing it in one fifty three. I think the winner did it in. Uh, so it's like an extra fifteen minutes off, twenty minutes off. So it's like that. But I've I've said to myself I need to shift a bit of timber that I've put back on since London. I think <clears throat> if I shift a bit of timber, I'll get a bit faster. Yeah. That's good. Anyway, that's good. I think you'll do it. Group F. What about Group B? Is Ben going to be getting promotion from Group B to Group A? If I was a betting man, I'd say yes, actually, because I think he's very committed. I, I do. I think he'll Depends do it. If he I gets think all he's... the races in. My biggest problem is getting the races in because we know we know how it goes. If I turn up, I win them. I just um... <laughs> <laughs> and he's very honest as well. Yeah. <laughs> very honest and very modest. I mean, two wins from two. Kieran Gilbert, if you're listening, mate, I'm sorry, but uh, if I turn up, I do win them. Um, it's just it, I just need to make sure that I get the races in. So I don't I don't know when my next one's going to be. I've got Birmingham half. Um, on, on Sunday next week as we're recording this. Um I'm going for my sub eighty. If I get that in, um 
I think I'll have a few few North Stas Roadrunners in the diary and then we'll see how we finish. It's so tactical as well, isn't it? Like picking your races and, yeah, uh, and that sort of stuff. It's like you talked to today. You talked to today. I think out of my group, I think there was about eight, nine, maybe ten people running. I thought to myself, well, this is a good opportunity to get like at least ninth, at least tenth. Uh, whereas like the first one will stage, there was like, I think it was like 20 of us ran. So it's like you, you do pick the ones where you're thinking to yourself, I'm not sure if many people are going to run this one. So mm. does get... And that's people. a good thing. You never know who is going to run it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I didn't get a ticket to the party today. My group apparently, quite a few of them ran. So, you know, <laughs> whilst the giant sleeps. <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah. Fantastic episode, Mental Health Awareness Week, um, like I say, 15th to 21st of May. We're going to be doing more episodes this week, so thank you very much, Dave. Uh, thank you for being so open and honest. I think that's what we, we hope from people yeah. when they come onto the show, especially during this week. I think being open and honest is really important. Uh, so, And we will be in contact about Manchester Marathon. Yeah, can I... Um... I am committed to that. I am yes. fully committed to that. So don't worry. I was about to back out. Well, no, I wasn't. Well, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was actually coming in. I was coming in to big you both. I thought up. he I was going to do an Arsenal and bottle it then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, was, I was about to come out with a nice message. Then, oh, go on. Go on. Like, sorry, go on. Sorry. What were you going to say? Go on. <laughs> no, I just want to say um, your podcast is um, is brilliant for both. Both. I listened from episode one all the way through um, to now, obviously. Um, I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant for for those sort of people that never run before. So I know this will go out in the sort of military community. People know Ben's a, a qualified running coach, and if you want a training sort of program, reach out. The reality: some people find it fearfulness running. There's loads of podcasts out there where it's ultra marathons, ultra elite. They've got more muscles than anything in their legs and and people get put off by it. I'm not saying you guys aren't trim or anything like that, but I think I think you're more approachable on that sort of side. Um so yeah, from the military sort of community, if if you're thinking about running and and you're not sure, reach out to Ben um and he, and he makes it a, a hell of a lot easier to understand what you need to do to kind of build up your sort of running. Um but yeah, I just say thank you for for having me on. Um it's been absolutely brilliant. And he'll drop that tenner off later, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Dave yesterday, actually, and I did say to him, we're not paying him for this episode, so you don't have to say anything nice. But Dave, I really appreciate that, mate. Thank you very much. And uh, I think, yeah, if, if anybody in the military, this is the first time that you've listened to the podcast, um, I think just stick with us because we have got something for everybody um, and we do try and keep it, um, you know, something there for everyone to listen to, quite relatable. Um, yeah, and you can uh, obviously we might get Dave back on in the future to see how he does at Manchester. So if you do oh. know Dave as well, you'll be able to see what happens with that story. Are we? Because people won't believe it otherwise. What was that week that I won? Was it? Was that not the highest sort of Monday to Thursday distance ever? Or no, the... I don't think it's the highest. I think we had one last week that was like fifty odd miles. Rob entertain me here. Okay, come on, we can, we can play along. <laughs> well, we're not we're not entirely sure if that's a, if that's a fictional character or a real person yet. So you might have okay. been Dave. You might have been Dave. Okay, okay. Well, I, I've topped it once, so you have. I've topped it once. You've topped you've it. Topped once, it. And Ben's topped it once. Has Ben? Yeah. Has, has, yeah. Has last ben week, it. Last week, a little bit before. Yeah. Yeah. It was God, before the big gun started running. <laughs> we all got oh, yeah. in there just in, just in time. I think. 
yeah, I don't think we're going to get there again. But look, I think we should wrap it up there because match of the day two is about to start. Uh, <laughs> I really want to see City go back to the top of the league. Do you want to watch that, Dave? City, I'm City. going to bed. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Dave. See you soon. No mate. problem. Thank Cheers, you, Dave. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Are you interested in hiring a personal running coach? If so, please visit www.benrussellfitnesscoach.co.uk or head over to Instagram and Facebook at Ben Russell Fitness Coach for more details. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much. There you go. Bit of banter, bit of fun. Really serious subject we're talking about, but I think it's always good to have that informality a little bit. Bit of fun with with the guests, especially because he is an Arsenal fan as well. Yeah, I mean, it would have been a tough episode for him, really. Mm-hmm. Um, not only talking about his own experiences of mental health, suffering burnout, but on the day that Man City went top of the Premier League, Especially after Arsenal... Me, wear, me wearing a Man City shirt as well. Exactly, and they've been top of the league, Arsenal, for however long, and mm-hmm. it looks like it's, um, it's not going to be their year. Um, I mean, you mentioned it at one point that we are all only human and we all obviously do uh, from time to time. Our mental health uh, struggles can get the better of us. Um, so it is a serious subject, but I think it is important to talk to each other. Yeah. It is important to reach out and ask people if they're okay. Yeah. Um, and that's that's one of the, the, the things that we're trying to do with these episodes is to have a lighthearted chat but also keep the focus on mental health and make sure that um, people are talking and, and supporting each other. Definitely, definitely. So hope you enjoyed that episode, guys. Uh, like I say, we are having more episodes this week, hopefully. Uh, so listen out. We will be posting things on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all social media to let you know when the next episode will be available. So keep an eye out or keep an ear out. I don't know, is it here or I? Both. You need your eyes to maybe look at it being out and an ear for you to listen to it. Yeah, true. Um, and you could go on YouTube, of course, and watch yeah. some of our previous videos that Rob, the genius that is, edited <laughs> and put up. So use all your senses. All you can, your senses. We might even now. Or taste. Maybe in the future we could have smelly cast or taste a cast. I'm not sure. Anyway. We talk about too much. Let's go. See you later. See you later.